welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Wildflower, hear me roar, call through the valley, curse forevermore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com, episode 173. We're going to talk about 205 Live. We're going to talk about NXT. Uh, We have a classic match from the 1991 Royal Rumble that we're going to talk about. We got a couple of news items, and who boy, we got two weeks worth of questions, and we're going to answer them all. Uh, my name is John, and joining me as she does every week is the Tito Santana to my Rick Martel, Marianne. I feel like we've done that one before, but... Yeah, I feel like we have as well. Strike Force was a great tag team, so whatever. Whatever. How are you? Uh, we talked about this before we started recording. I literally just leaned back in my bed and whacked my head on the headboard, so that's how my night's going. Man, you're just having a good old... Yeah, dude. I am just craving some deep fried mac and cheese right now. Just thought I would put that out. Oh, there. nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Um, it's been it's been decent. I went to the gym today, worked some triceps, which I didn't even know I had functioning triceps. <laughs> I still don't believe I have functioning triceps. Well, because everything I was doing felt very unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was doing it. I was like, wait, this doesn't feel like muscles I have. Like, I was like, this does not feel like my arms should be moving like this. Yeah, that's how immobile I am as a person. <laughs> that like normal body movements oh, boy. feel unnatural to me. I like, can't do it. Goodness. How are you? Uh, I am doing well. Uh, I recorded a special episode of Tornado Tag Radio on Tuesday with friend of the show Chris. Uh, we talked about the G1 Climax Tournament uh, for about 45 minutes. It was a lot of fun. If you uh, want to hear that, go check it out. It's on NOTLG.com and all of the other places you can find podcasts. Besides Podcasts like Last Podcast on the Left, which I got a tattoo of on yeah, Saturday, which I did. forgot to mention. You forgot to mention you got a big old tattoo. Yeah, it's just a line work, but it is itchy as fuck. I bet. It is it is peeling right now. Yeah, it's just the line work. It's pretty big. Uh, ben really liked it. I sent it to Ben via um, direct message, and then he posted it. And I can't wait for the rest of it to get done. It's really nice, yeah. and it's the first time Nia, our friend Nia, friend of the podcast Nia, um, did anything on me, and I've known her for like more than twenty oh, years. Interesting. So yeah, it's the first tattoo she's done on me. So huh. it's I. I you, you don't have any tattoos. You haven't gotten any yet, huh? No, I have not. No. I was talking about them with my brother, and I was like, yeah, I was like, tattoos for me don't hurt. Like, I remember Nia saying to me, she goes, yeah, she's like, I'm really proud of you for just being like, let's just sit down and bang this whole thing out right now. Like, because I, I have a really high pain tolerance. Mm. And so for me, it just feels like sharp burning kind of thing. It feels like a sunburn after you get a tattoo for a while. Uh. And then it starts to peel like a sunburn. So it's like, to me, I, I make the connection of it being like a sunburn. And yeah, it's painful. But I mean, you have to compartmentalize your mind. Right. Being like, I put myself in this pain. I paid money for this pain. In this case, I didn't. But I paid money for this pain. <laughs> I can stop it at any time I want. But if I do, it's going to look fucking stupid. So why not just fucking, like, suck it up? Nia told me that she did a, this girl who was getting her first tattoo is a really tiny one, like, on her wrist. And she passed out and threw up on herself. <laughs> Wow. I was like, did you kick her out for being the wimpiest woman on planet Earth? Goodness. 
<laughs> fucking hell. Wow. Uh, I was like, and this piece is massive. And this girl was like, it was like a teeny weeny tiny one. <laughs> and she like fainted and threw up on herself. I was like, that's embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. That's <laughs> so embarrassing. But my brother was like, I would be a whiny bitch, I bet. Just the healing process, because it does feel like a sunburn. Yeah. So, but yeah, I completely forgot where I was going with that, other than it's the last podcast on the left tattoo, and it's really nice, and I'm very proud of it, and Ben likes it a lot, so. There you go. There you go. So, Marianne, uh, before we talk about 205 Live, we do, uh, we're going to skip to the news items. It's not listed on our news, but they, we were sitting here trying to think of, there was one news item that we forgot and we both said to ourselves what is it what is it and i said i know what it is and we will we will talk about it right now we don't watch monday night raw but the appearance of uh the return of one dean ambrose you just made the list i fucking forgot uh dean ambrose is back uh look and he has a new haircut new nasty ambrose I literally have a picture of Dean Ambrose on my fucking closet door, and I well, completely forgot about this entire It's because thing. he looks so much different. Marianne, what do you think of the new look? Did you we actually see? This. Yes. Did you see? No. Did you see he um his new ring attire? I saw the new shirt. I saw him come out with, like, after Seth. I saw the whole segment. What is their new? Is he wrestling in jeans still? No. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're jeans let me see if i can scroll down my timeline if he's here. not wrestling in jeans then it's all over like he's a dead character like he's like you, you can't you can change things about dean ambrose but he needs to be wrestling in jeans and or, or jeggings i am i'm scrolling down my timeline furiously because i did see his new picture um but yeah made his return to help setherson and he's gonna be in seth rollins corner uh this sunday for SummerSlam, and uh, it was pretty cool. He's got shaved his head a little bit. Looks uh, looks pretty cool. I'm pretty down with it. I've scanned What's new and nasty. I've scanned three hours, Marianne, and I cannot find it. So I think we're just gonna give. You up. imagined it. No, I, no, no. I saw it. I am down with it. We talked about this. I wish I could bring up. It was where was it via Instagram? I think so. Yeah. But um. Yeah, dude, it looks good. It does. It like I like it, and you you, you think that uh, I I would think that I would dislike that kind of change, you know? Like I didn't I didn't think I would, but like it makes him look more legitimate. Yeah, like he he's easier to take seriously. Like no more like like um uh condiment toting like ketchup and mustard squirting Dean Ambrose. No yeah. more like. You know, he he looks scarier. He looks way easier to take seriously. Like I took him seriously before because I love Dean, but he looks so much better. So, uh, Marianne, all you have to do is go to uh, Instagram.com slash WWE and you can see uh, Dean's new look. Uh, basically, he's just wearing a belt. Was he wearing a belt before? Yeah, Dean always wears a belt. It's the same. Fu- is it the same fucking belt? No, I I don't know. I would just go to is go it a to, black belt with little white like little ringlet like yes, it um, is. So basically, the, been, his new look is he's not wearing a shirt now. That's basically it. Wait, I had to find it. Hold on. All right. Excuse me while I look that up. I mean, I I was very shocked when you said you hadn't seen this. Oh, okay. First of all, let me tell you this right now. He's been wearing that belt for the past ten years. Oh my god. He's been wearing that belt since the Indies. John Moxley wore that belt. My God. 
He looks exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But with shorter hair. And I'm like, good. That was like, they took it. I was like, they stopped. Like, because before it's like, Dean was adorable. He still is. But with like the shaggy hair and stuff, it just made him, I almost said it made him look unstable. What? Well. A joke I would have made. (laughs) But he now, now he looks legitimately scary. Like actually psychotically scary. So. I have a, the only problem I have with this return is the shirt. I don't like the shirt. I think it should have said. Re- okay, first of all, you know how they are with Dean Ambrose merch. Yes, they put out seventeen shirts at once, <laughs> and um, they all sucked. I think it should have said "Return to Lunacy." I think that would have been cool. That instead been of good. whatever the hell it says, which is like I think <laughs> "Return to Dumb Shirt." I don't know. What it said. <laughs> But I'm glad he's back. We'll see. I am amazed. I am so happy. I wouldn't mind a a heel turn for him. I think that would be fun. But I I feel like we've talked about heel turns with Dean Ambrose before. I feel like his character is incapable of a heel turn. I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I... People are going to be on his side no matter what is how I feel. Well, I mean, that that's kind of how it goes with any wrestler, though. People, no, Some people like, are going to be on his side. with him in particular, like, yeah. I, I think it would be very hard for him to get genuine, actual heat like they would want with a heel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because he's, because he's so, like, set in, like, he's such an... I don't know how to explain it. Like, he's just so well-loved the way... He is, and I can't really, and his, and the way his personality is, it's already kind of heelish. Yeah. So how much healier can he be? I don't know. How much heel can an Ambrose heel? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. So that was the news uh, from that fuck. we forgot. <laughs> I'm glad that we he remembered would, it. He would have to like really royally fuck Seth over because Seth is Seth is pretty baby face right now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that would have to work, but he would have to do it to just Seth. Like, because if he had anything to do with Roman, it wouldn't entirely work. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it would. he would have to really, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Uh, let's uh, head on over to 205 Live. We uh, open the show, as we always do, with uh, Drake Maverick running down the show. Fairness personified. And I have a note here. I mean, we will talk about it a little later. We get the uh, the saddest crawl across the bottom of the screen of all time. Uh, we will talk about Jim the Anvil Nightheart a little later. Um, we got we got the saddest crawl on two of the shows we watch, and I was like, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> but anyway. Drake uh, Maverick this week has got a theme of just being the fairest motherfucker on planet Earth. The fa- the fairest man of them all. The fairest of them all. <laughs> yes. Drake Maverick, the fairest of them all. <laughs> oh. Already in the running. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But look at him. He was like, I saw you cheat. I'm giving them a better shot now because you cheated. And I'm like, God damn. Like, he, he's so fair. It's great. It's good stuff. Uh, it is good stuff. Uh, it's uh, perfect. Opening match, Leo Rush, the fucking man of the hour versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, (laughs) You said that exactly how you typed it. it, Thank you. You typed it. For listeners, he typed the note as in Leo Rush, the fucking man of the hour in all caps versus Akira Tozawa in all lowercase. (laughs) Yes. Leo Rush came to collect everyone. 
He came to collect for somebody who's so young who probably doesn't know how to actually pay his own bills or do his taxes. Maybe not. Um, his voice doesn't match his little boy body. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something very off about it. Like, he looks like, okay, you played Pokemon Go, right? I did, yes. Do you know who Machop is? Um, I feel like I know who Machop is. He either looks like Hitmonchan or Machop. Like, what? Yeah. Just a little fighting Pokemon. Like, he sounds way too sure of himself for somebody that looks that little. I love it. I can't. I can't wait for him to explain those garbage tattoos to Corey Graves on Superstars, like the Inked Superstar show. Right. Because nobody has, nobody in their, no normal human in their right mind should have that many disembodied eyes tattooed on them i'm sorry the (laughs) phone is ringing in the background and i can't turn it off well i can't hear it so we're good oh perfect okay but yeah you he has did you see he has a bunch of weird just like eyes like randomly by themselves honestly the the only uh tattoo i really ever noticed of his is the chikara one which is weird because is it even a chikara related one no it's just it's the symbol for power yeah i know it's this yeah but it's still it's 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 you know, I don't know. His tattoos are just weird. Like, and I used to make fun of shitty Trevor's tattoos, yeah. but this is like beta shitty Trevor. <laughs> right. So, like, this is like mini shitty Trevor, and I think he's made this. I, I don't even understand what's going on right now. Like, goddammit, Leo Rush. But the jewelry, you have that written in all caps. Uh, I loved the spot with the jewelry. I thought that was, uh, that oh, that was, was very be- cool. I- I thought you were talking because I was when I was looking at this, like the spot where the jewelry was. But when he came out and I noticed the jewelry, because that's where you put the the note in the, your notes are all out of order. God, this is making no sense. I'm like a pit right now. But in order, in my expert assessor's opinion, he should be wearing more jewelry. Yeah, I agree. I don't to, know why he isn't for that to be a spot. For that to be kind of like a hokey little thing, he needs to look like he tripped over the gold accessories rack at Claire's and just wore it out of the store, a la Jocelyn Fox. Yeah. Um, that was a Drag Race reference. Take it and run with it. <laughs> um, but I feel like he could have been wearing more. Like, I, I looked at his wrist and he had, like, the, the, the sparkly, like, bracelet thing. And I was like, that is an evening accessory that we would have sold at fucking DSW. I know exactly what bracelet that is. My God. <laughs> like in my mind. My goodness. Twelve ninety five. Um, but he wears a lot of jewelry. I feel like he could be wearing more. Maybe a gold tooth. Who knows? We'll. I mean, we'll see. Uh, he. I feel like when he debuted, he wore more jewelry. But I don't know what. Uh, he was also wearing a shirt. He was. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> what's uh, what's what's going to happen here. I don't know, man. Uh, Leo Five Live was mentioned. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. I feel like if he was going to name himself after the title of the show, he would have to weigh exactly two hundred five pounds yes. at all times for that to be a worthy achievement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what a suicide dive as well. Um, well that's suicide. That was crazy. He flew ten was feet it back. Though? Yes, but, but I mean his size and and physics. Would support that. Imagine if he got hit by Big Show. He would clearly be shooting like he would turn into that that space dancing meme. Yes. <laughs> Where he just float through space. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but any man that size, I mean, Leo Rush is actually my height. Oh, really? Yeah, he's billed on Wikipedia as 5'6", and I'm like, I'm 5'6". 
Huh. I feel like he is definitely shorter than I am. I mean, yeah, I think I've so. I've seen him in person. I'm 100% certain he's shorter than I am. He is very short. Fucking lie. But yeah, physics, there's no way he wouldn't fly any less than 10 feet if he got yeah. hit with any move. Uh, <laughs> Leo Rush gets the win. Uh, this match was, it was all right. It was, um, I was bored. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little later. More on that later. Uh, yes. We had a Drew Gulak thing. Okay. Drew Gulak can have all the things. Um, watching these hype video packages, we'll also get to those later, um, make me want to go back and binge watch Gentleman's Club because there is nothing I want more than a champion who has subjected himself willingly to anything Chuck Taylor has proudly created. <laughs> mainly i'm just thinking of the time he stood in front of a green screen and just stood there with his arms up and then they turned the camera to the side to make it look like he was flying (laughs) it was was a masterpiece (laughs) it's just a masterpiece i just want to go back to all the episodes of one where they think they killed somebody when they thought they killed gregory iron oh geez and they're wheeling him around in a wheelbarrow and drew gulag's freaking out (laughs) i love that show uh i love Drake gulak uh drake maverick runs it down for us he says uh, uh that uh hot cop mustafa ali you just made the list wow why is that so low what is happening hot cop mustafa ali you just made the list there we go uh is literally too hot and has exhaustion uh, officer down. Officer down. We have a man down. Um, his man on the force, his best man on the force is, has to take what was leave. What you said last week? You were like, you have nothing to prove to me. You have nothing more to prove to me or this force. <laughs> yeah. I wish you kept that note. It was really funny. But I love how Brits say Mustafa. Me? They say Mustafa. Mustafar. <laughs> And it sounds like the volcano planet in Star Wars where Darth Vader's castle is. Oh, wow. What a reference. (laughs) Oh, my God. But my favorite thing was just Vic Joseph making a point to actually say Kayla Kayla Braxton, the backstage reporter, like, nobody, to remind everyone who she was. Oh, perfect. Good stuff. But she's actually quite funny on Twitter. Oh, is she? Yeah, she said some funny shit on Twitter. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. We had uh, Hideo Tommy taking on, as I actually put it before I recognized him, uh, a local talent who actually turns out to be Tracer X. Marianne, have you ever seen Tracer X wrestle? No. Besides but this? But that name, I knew a kid in high school who wanted to be called Tracer. Wow. He was special. Um, I've seen Tracer X in a couple of Southern Indie uh, tournaments. He's pretty good. I like him. He literally got uh, nothing going on here with Hideo Tommy. Imagine going from winning the main event last week to the next week having an enhancement match. Wowie, wow, wow. Imagine me watching this match. Goodness. But uh, I will say that in the process of skipping past it, I did hear someone in the audience cheer for Tracer X, so I'm not alone in my opinion that Hideo Tommy is a bowl of soggy yawns. Oof. Indeed. We had a Cedric thing. I didn't watch it because I... More on that later. (laughs) Yeah, Um, um we had everybody's boring we had bud murph and t niece they uh i don't know they were just there was wearing a 205 live shirt just to remind people that he worked there or so he remembers that he has a job (laughs) jesus was it just 
me or did they have matching facial hair and haircuts? I mean, they did pretty good with matching tights, I think, two weeks ago. It was good enough for a, for a haphazard kind of yes. thing. But, uh, yeah, Drake Maverick is on a crusade for fairness in wrestling right now. Yes, he is. Um, oh, and uh, we are we are announced that. I, was, I saw this note and I went, this makes no sense. But uh, Buddy Murphy <laughs> and Tony Nese are going to take on the Lucha House Party in an Our Podcast match next week, a.k.a. a tornado felt- tag match. How do you think I felt when I saw that note while I was watching? <laughs> I was so confused when I just read this and went, oh, I get it. <laughs> and also next week, Marianne, once again, going to have, I don't know what's going to be going on, but it's going to be something that has to do with. You just made the list. Noem Dar is taking on TJP next week. Marianne, thoughts? <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. So main event time was the uh, WWE Cruiserweight Champion Cedric Alexander taking on Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher's theme is a fucking banger. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Yes, it's a banger and mash. That's also a great song. (laughs) Bangers and mash is kind of eh. And just eating it? I'm talking about the song. There's a song. uh, Yeah, I know. British food in general has, they have way funner names for what the food is called than what it actually is. Bangers and mash is just sausage and mashed potatoes. <laughs> and like bubble and squeak. That is sounds just, terrible. It's, it's just like potatoes and uh, cabbage and sometimes sausage. Ooh. Like compressed into like a weird shape pie type thing. Bubble and squeak. But see, they like to name their things exciting things, but it's really... Like the Taco Bell menu, where it's just a bunch of different things that are the same ingredients, but put in different orders. Boy. <laughs> so, nothing against Taco Bell. Taco Bell's the best. Yeah, Taco Bell is amazing. What isn't amazing is I had a realization while watching this match about halfway through. I think I'm bored by Cedric Alexander. Don't think. Just embrace it. Holy moly. Jack Gallagher was doing some good stuff, though, so... Not good enough to keep my attention, but except that time he did that drop kick in the turnbuckle and he like got so much mad air and that it was, was insane. That was great. Um, I mean, I don't know what else happened. I kind of just there was there was a Spanish fly, but it was boring and graceless, like the most boring and graceless Spanish fly I've ever seen in my life. Like hot cop would be ashamed. My God. Um, but Jack Gallagher's face at the end of that match was the highlight of the match. Dare I say it? I for me the highlight of the match was the gulak from Jew Gulak in gym shorts. And my goodness, give this man the fucking belt. Let's go. We're going to get the match at SummerSlam and hopefully uh g- we have Gulak as our champion come next Tuesday. Oh my god, that would be the weirdest thing. So NXT so weird. it would be very weird, but it'd be great. I think it'd be very cool. I think it's great. I I feel like 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 if with Gulak as a, as a champion in the WWE, it just makes me feel like the Indies have won. Yes, indeed, they have. Because I won. love Drew Gulak, and he is an it, he is an indie darling, if not the indie darling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Ugh. see here. NXT. We get the announcement that Alistair Black is out after being attacked last week. Uh, so the match uh, this Saturday. At NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, Quattro? That's not it. Yeah. The Quattro will be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. The what? The Veal. 
Veer is for oh. in German. All right. Uh, Gargano versus Ciampa for the NXT Championship in a last man standing match. Let's see what's going to happen there. But before we get to Saturday, we had the Street Profits versus the Mighty. Street Profits with spaces in between all the letters. Uh, I love the Street Profits. But remember when you hated Angelo Dawkins? I do. Man, he was terrible. (laughs) You fucking audibly hated him. Oh, yeah. He was the fucking worst on his own. But now he's in a cool tag team, so... That's what happens when you get in, like, a... Yeah, except, you know, who's still terrible on their own and in a tag team is Tony Nese. Like, Tony Nese must be the worst. Like, the, like... He, he is somehow worse than singles wrestler Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the Mighty came out in fucking water polo parkas because Australians. The Mighty don't kneel, but one of them kneels in their little pose, so I really don't know <laughs> what's going on here. I mean, that's just a, uh, you know, just an observation I have <laughs> about these Aussies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This match was fine. I, it was it was all right. There's something about Australians where they're, like, really obnoxious, but they're, like, really, they're, like, the most subtle type of obnoxious, which makes no sense if you think of subtlety. And they're, like, opposites. Yeah. But... They're like the lo- they're like really obnoxious, but they're like the lowest level of obnoxious at all times. Like even their accents are like that. Hmm. And I, that's coming from somebody who is not a fan of Australian accents. Wow, I think I think they're obnoxious. Oh, all right, <laughs> but like just they came out. And I'm like, are they li- really wearing water polo parkas? I mean, maybe. Like, who oh knows? my god, who whatever knows. Uh, let's talk about a surprising. Uh, backstage segment where we saw uh Shayna Baszler actually giving someone pointers on how to beat Kyrie Sane which I thought Every time I look at Shayna Baszler I I think that she has a gold tooth. Right? Yeah. But it's really just that one of them is like crooked behind the other ones and my thought is just make it a gold tooth. That'd be cool. It's not it's not hard Nia did it. I'd be fine with that. Wait, who did that? Nia she has gold caps for her for her canine teeth. What? <laughs> you didn't know she did that? When did she do that? Why? Well, because it's a tattooer thing. Her and Blaine went and got fit, like got there, got fit for. Oh, uh, uh, moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving. You know on. who else did that? The Nazis. Oh God, moving on for sure. <laughs> Shayna Baszler giving uh, Aaliyah some pointers backstage before her match with Kyrie Sane. And then we had the most rippy office NWO promo by Board the System I've ever seen in my entire life. Good fucking Lord. These four men. Yes, these four men are all. I love Bobby Fish. Boring as fuck. It's three normal looking white guys and then one handsome white guy named Bobby Fish. You just made the list. Yeah, they're just it's just four average looking white guys. Oh, my God. I just don't. And and the thing is, like, I can watch two of them wrestle all day. One of them I just don't even give a shit about. Are you talking about Adam Cole? Of course. <laughs> Fuck Adam Cole. <laughs> fucking fired up over here. And fucking that little shitty girl and her parents in the front row wearing Adam Cole shirts. Like they fucking... Oh, my God. The Izzy hate is so real, and I love it. You know what? Hold on. Let's let's save it. We'll. I will get to. 
I will address this crowd in a second here. We had Kyrie Sane versus Aaliyah, and uh, Aaliyah is now evil or something. I don't know. I like her a lot. I always have. Oh no, she's great. She is. Every time I see her, she gets better and better and better. Um the uh, the theme of this match was um just stretching the fuck out of Aaliyah. We had a stretch muffler, which looked really fucking cool. Stretch the muffler. Uh, and then we got th- the three elbows off the top rope, and she pulls her up after the third elbow. Shayna was like, you ain't got no killer instinct. Yeah, and she uh, showed her. I love the the anchor is the submission move that Kyrie Singh uses. Which is such an easy but such a great name. And I love it. And I love that as she's in the anchor, she's pointing at Baszler. And I'm like, let's fucking as, go. As, as if she's saying land ho. Yes. I'm like, let's fucking do this shit right now. I'm you, fucking I here read for that it. and I read it as have you seen that vine of the little kid that shoots threes? No. This little this little white kid that's like, I like chicken nuggets and I can shoot threes. And he shoots a three from like half court and makes it and then just screams, Let's go. Oh, you know what? I think I've seen that actually. <laughs> that's how I read that. Sounds I very familiar. Nuggets, nuggets, Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, we had the Velveteen Dream, and uh, he comes out, you know, just being the Velveteen Dream, which is all. We have a friend great. that should cosplay Velveteen Dream. I, I would be totally fine with that. And uh, EC3 is here now in a suit. But before EC3 came out, he got an intro to which Velveteen Dream was describing EC3 perfectly yes definitely EC- like literally to the team like perfectly describing him yes and i was like yes he's perfect yes he's smart yes he is just charismatic as fuck yes continue so ec3 is here now and he says so this is what it sounds like when doves cry which i thought was a great line and then these fucks in full sail are like let's start a doves cry chant because we're so fucking clever. Shut the fuck up. That's not a chant. What? They're so in they're so like in to themselves and I hate it. I hate it so much. Like as a wrestler, you couldn't pay me enough money to to convincingly mask my annoyance and total hatred for that crowd oh if I was God. in NXT. It's so f- far Like you would have ass. to forcibly like you would have to like make me a heel because I hate them. Ugh, it like, is it's so annoying. Yeah, they go to Dove's Cry chant and then EC three goes, Sweet fanny pack, by the way, and then they started a fanny pack chant. Which was even thought, stupider. Which is even stupider, and I thought, fuck off, Ethan. All wrestlers wear fanny packs. Don't be so fucking obtuse. You wear a fanny pack, EC three. We've all seen the it. Time. He wears them with his suits. He wears suits way more than he should. <laughs> he likes to look nice. Uh I did enjoy he his likes- he likes the way he looks. He does. He guarantees it to everyone. <laughs> uh, I th- I thoroughly enjoyed where he's like, you're trying to get into my mind, but I build houses in other people's minds. He flips houses in people's minds. That was amazing. I loved it. That was good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's see here. Uh, everybody is getting rid of their clothing because they're going to start fighting. Uh, and then we get a sucker punch. And, you know, there's a bunch of stuff happening. And then we get to the funniest segment of the night, at least for me. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, we're trying to figure out who attacked Alistair Black and uh, who could it be now? And we get arrows. <laughs> who 
can it be now? Sorry. Yes. Who could it be now? Like that. <laughs> that's who it could I be. I was too busy laughing to sing it. That's who it should. That's that's what they should play every time we get this fucking segment. <laughs> they should play the men at work. Oh my god! Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, this video was fantastically stupid. We had <laughs> arrows pointing out people that we've seen on TV all week, like we didn't know who they were. Yeah, we had Kathy Kelly broadcasting it like it's a fucking hurricane. <laughs> yes, it was it was ridiculous. And oh look, there's Lars Sullivan, who I spotted weeks ago. But uh, my favorite was just Axel Dieter Jr. Oh yes, um, I just paused, just wanted to pause the video on Marcel Bartel and just leave it there forever because his bone structure is a visual masterpiece. <laughs> um, we skipped last week, but he wrestled Keith Lee, and I was just so. He did wrestle Keith Lee. I was very happy. He wrestled Keith Lee, and I was very frustrated with how campy German they made him. Yeah, they made him very campy German. They made him, like, like you can be, like, they made him over-the-top German, and it really annoyed me. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Just look at the man. Look at him. He is the most German-looking individual I've ever seen in my life. Like, his cheekbones, his jawline, it could cut fucking diamonds. Like, he's just a beautiful human, but... Anyways, anyhow, that video. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastically stupid. Uh, I don't have time for video packages, so I didn't watch the uh... dude video. Okay, this week is just a week of video packages and boring people. Well, I mean that's what they do. You know, usually with the uh, but it was video packages of boring people. Yes, that is very Which true. Is somehow worse. That is very very true. Um, Tyler Bate. Versus Roderick Strong. Accompanied by his dad, Trent Seven. Yes, his father, Trent Seven, accompanied him to ringside. Uh, this is a friendly reminder that Tyler Bate is just 21 years old. God damn it. <laughs> Trent Seven is not. <laughs> very, very true. Um, I thought this match was all right. There's a pretty good exchange around the time of the uh, end of Heartache Reversal. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, match was, you know, it was all right. It's really all it I got. Right. I. God. So, Marianne, we watched uh, a classic match, which is it's a new thing we do. And this week was uh, was WWF 1991 Royal Rumble. Where do you think this was, Marianne? It was in Miami, Florida at the Miami Arena. Uh, if you have not seen the, the poster for this WrestleMania, it is by far one of my favorite wrestling-related posters. And I think they actually did, for a more recent one, they did like the same thing. I absolutely love this Royal Rumble poster. It's great. Do you own it? No, I don't. It's very cool. You should own it. I should see if I can find it. But yes, you should uh, definitely check this out. Uh, we watched the opening tag team match between the Rockers, which is the team that consists of one Marty Jannetty and another Shawn Michaels. And, Marty Jannetty! And they were taking on uh, <laughs> the Orient Express which were comprised of, oh with Mr. Fuji I'm sorry we cannot forget Mr. Fuji uh which comprised of Kato and Tanaka now Marianne do you know who Kato is who was behind the mask a white guy yes definitely a white guy oh, so he was Kalisto no it was not Kalisto he was born in where was he born oh he was born in Yugoslavia look at that <laughs> his name's Thomas Boric but he's better known by his ring name Paul Diamond. Now, he did play this character, 
but he also played another character that you might have heard of, Marianne. I'm not sure. Uh, have you ever heard of Max Moon? That sounds really familiar. I would, I would enjoy it very much if you just Googled Max Moon right now. Are we going to talk about how old I was? Yeah, we'll get there. Happened? Don't worry about it. Max Moon. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. And uh, I will also say that the original person who was supposed to play this character was Conan. I was going to say, that's why Conan came up. <laughs> yes. but it... I Googled Max Moon and Conan came up. And yes. I'm like, that's not right. But you have to just look at the man in his costume, the Max Moon costume. Uh, it is. Oh my god, he. It's crazy. Looks like his hands should be sock and boppers. Yes. <laughs> it's it's insane. He looks like that. Looks like what TJP would have wanted his gear to be if he was Mega Man. Yes, definitely Max Moon. So uh, this team, <laughs> this team also, which uh, was as we said, it's Paul Diamond and and uh, Pat Tanaka. They actually. They were a team after this in ECW, and they were called Bad Company with two Ds. Oh, so not the awesome band. No, so they were uh, they were a tag team for for a while here. And um, let's see here. We we start off with uh, the youngest Fink we've ever seen in our entire lives. And I got to thinking this has to be the oldest match Marianne has ever watched. I think she I I put I think she was one or maybe like four months old. I was one. <laughs> so I, I was very close. What month, though, was this? It was... Oh, what month? Uh, well, the Royal Rumble always takes place in January, Marianne. You know that. Oh, so yeah, I was a year. I, I was I was almost I was almost a year. There you go. I mean, you don't you probably don't realize this, but it, you, we only used to get four pay-per-views in a year. Bullshit. I swear to God, we only had four. It was the big four. So it was Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. And this year we got all of those plus Tuesday Night in Texas. And I watched Tuesday Night in Texas live because I believe it was definitely on a Tuesday. I can't confirm that. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe the main event was Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, and yes, I am correct. I do remember watching this. There were 13 matches that day, Marianne. 13. Good fucking God. Holy shit. And only one, two, three, four, five of them were on pay-per-view. Goodness gracious. Anyway, enough backstory, I guess. (laughs) Fact, I was not even one years old. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So our... um. Our commentary team is the Hot Rod, Roddy Piper, and Gorilla Monsoon. Neither man is with us. And oh boy. I want to be as excited about literally anything as Hot Rod is for this. He Yes, he is always excitable. He commentates always. in all caps, baby. He does. All caps. He definitely does. Um, You have an interesting note next. You might as well just bring it up because... My God, this is so racist. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is uh, 100% racist. And I mean, you you can see this. I mean, uh, we'll see how far we go back, man. But honestly, also, you don't even really have to go that far back (laughs) to still find all of the racism (laughs) in our problematic wrestling fighting (laughs) thing. This is so upsetting. I know. 
I know. Uh, but the Rockers had a great theme song, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, did, I love that Did you go song. to the APW show where Marty Jannetty was wrestling? I did not, but he I do recall you. Yeah, you told and me. And could not stop dabbing. Marty Jannetty had seen better days, and they were indeed in 1991. <laughs> um, uh, man, there was a lot of good stuff in this. Uh, some people claim that this is the greatest opening match to a WWE pay-per-view, at least in this era. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um yeah. Man, there's just there's so much good stuff. There's a flying forearm by Tanaka to Sean. Sean Michaels with a knee lift. I haven't seen anyone do a knee lift in a long time, except for you know trips. <laughs> trips, trips. Did you see the, <laughs> how Dean Ambrose looks like Triple H now? Yes, I did. <laughs> Dress for the job you want. Um, I'm loving that referee look though. <laughs> Like a, he looks like he looks like a waiter that's been caught in the middle of a restaurant scuffle. Yeah, he had some he had some problems here. I, I would like to say, um, man, the crowd was just losing their fucking mind the entire time. It was just crazy to see. Um, and another thing I noticed, like we're this match ran, I believe the runtime was 19 minutes and 15 seconds. And we were 10 minutes into the match and there was no hot tag. And I fucking loved it. Tag team fucking wrestling, people. Tag team wrestling's my favorite. Oh, it was so good. We did get the uh, the rest hold of all rest holds. <laughs> and we got some nice um, hot tag cut off. And they tried to cheat with the belt. It didn't work. And then we got the hot tag. And holy shit. Uh, it was fucking insane. Scoop slams for days. Scoop slammies. Uh, and then there was a really Shawn Michaels took a really brutal bump where he got Dude. he got kicked off the top rope and just almost fell head first onto the outside. And uh, we ended this match with a fucking sunset flip, y'all. This is some wrestling right here, and the crowd exploded. It was good stuff. They were already exploded. Yes, yes, they were. They were thoroughly enjoying this, and we we thoroughly enjoyed it too. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I just the whole time I just kept wanting to go. There's gonna be a murder on the Orient Express. I can't believe then, Roddy Piper did not say that. I, 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 I he didn't, and I'm really upset. <laughs> I waited for it. So next week we are going to be reviewing an ECW match. Uh, I racked my brain a little bit onto what to pick, but I listened to a podcast today, so we might hold off on the two people I was going to pick. Um and pick two other people. I'm not sure yet. Speaking of two people, I dig two person commentary. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I like the energy a lot more. Um, it gets less um derailed. Yeah, I agree. It's I nice agree when 100. there's no Byron. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, we've got a couple of news items. Uh, let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this in out of order. I. I would just like to. Uh, uh, Jim the Anvil Neinhardt uh, passed away this week, and uh, very, very sad. Uh, a big part yeah. of my childhood with uh, Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation. I guess he fell and hit his head or something. I guess. I didn't really read what happened. I just I just saw that news and went, oh, that is just terrible. And I know we give, we give Natalia a lot of shit, but I mean, uh, you know, I, this is just very, very sad. I know she had a really good relationship with her dad. Um, yeah and he was great adorable he was such an underrated promo if if you've seen any of the uh 
the old promos with him. It's just amazing. He's just a cackling madman. It's good stuff. Too too bad he didn't pass any of that promo genius to Natalia. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? So we're going to talk about spoilers for the May Young Classic real quick. Um, so if you don't want to hear them, just skip ahead like a minute or two. Uh, unfortunately, again, it looks like Nixon Newell broke her good leg in the, I believe it was the semifinals. Yeah, she was against, um, 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 Rhea Ripley. And man, it was, um, just very, very sad when I saw that. I went, no, come on. But it's, it's, it happens sometimes and I... It's ugh, I'm just very upset about it. I think it, it it happens. I think it's a good thing that progress is on tour at the same time because then they would end up being able to see her yeah. eventually. Yeah, because they would make their way back down there. Right. Which is where uh, Glenn and Jim and all of them they were just recently visiting with her. So it's it's good that they that they were closer to her to be able to kind of be there for her. Yeah. I'm fucking bummed. I love me some Nixon Newell. Yeah, she's great. Very sad, but Everyone's I mean, like who? Hopefully, uh, speedy recovery for her. Ugh, yeah. just sucks. It's and I'm sure, hard. like, when she gets back, they're just gonna be like, "Fuck it, you're on. You're a mainstay here in NXT now. Let's go." Yeah, it's in the semifinals. She hurt herself. Yeah, fucking shitty. Uh, speaking of fucking shitty, uh, Dave Meltzer decided he wanted to body shame Peyton Royce, and uh, Peyton Royce, you just made the list. Uh, just insanity on his part. I don't know exactly what he said, but he I think I I did read it. It was um, he tried he. Sorry, I'm like putting my laptop down. He tried to soften it a little bit, being like like the person he was talking with was like, oh, we're not we're not saying like she's ugly at all. Or whatever. He just basically just like in a in a he soft, said she like, was roundabout. She looked better when she was thinner. Yes, which is ridiculous. And, which is ridiculous. And, and I love that the yeah. the internet and all the wrestlers have just completely turned on Dave Meltzer. Dude, fucking Renee. Oh, what did she say? I didn't. Oh wait, oh. yes, I did see that. I think I did. Oh no, I need to find it now. Uh, every wrestler in their right mind went off on him, which was which was pretty great. And it's, uh, I mean, it's it's even better because Seth Rollins was great. He be- said negative six stars. <laughs> it's even it's even better because like all the podcasts, wrestling ones I listen to now, they fucking hate him. And I'm like, I don't know, you know. And then it's like, oh wait, they were all warranted. So he said a shitty thing. He's trying to apologize, but it's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, here, let me see if I can find what people were saying. It was really funny. Um, here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beth Phoenix said something. Uh, yeah, Peyton Royce basically said, so what do you, what do you have me do, Dave? Starve myself? This is how nightmares for young women start. The females in your life must be so proud. That fucking burns. <laughs> <gasps> Damn! But, um, Renee, like, oh my god, I need to find it. It was, it was really, really, really brutal. Um, do you want me to just move on while we do this? Yeah. All right, so we've got a slew of questions. We've got a whole bunch of them. And we're going to start off with Dan. Uh, Dan asks, my favorite tag team in Dragon Gate, Ben K and Big R, a.k.a. Big Ben. Fuck yeah. I actually, uh, Dan sent me, when was this, Dan? 
It says five days ago, so I'm not sure. Was that Saturday? It was Friday night. I was catching up on the G1, and I said I was caught up, and he said, here, watch these these big lads. Fuck up these little lads. And I said, all right, cool. Uh, they were a very good tag team, but uh, apparently one of the members of this tag team betrayed the whole faction and joined a heel group, thus breaking up his favorite tag team, and he is very sad about it. And he wants to know, and I mean, I already know yours, what betrayals in wrestling affected you the most? Look, he's looking at you, Seth. Seth. Yeah, that to me was, that's one of the, for me, that's one of the big, I mean, also, I don't really know if it affected me that much. It was very shocking when Hogan turned heel. That shit was nuts. Uh, And then uh, also, uh, speaking of the rockers, the Brutus the Barber beefcake, uh, the barbershop, where uh, someone got their head thrown through a barbershop window. That was also affected me a lot, but I think those are the only, the only three that I can think of right now. Uh, Calvin asked a slew of questions, and we will get to all of them right now. Oh, I do have what? Oh, you found what? You found what? Yeah, it's really t- God damn it! Oh, um, you know Meltzer... what? That's the other news. I'm sorry, we forgot. Renee Young got to commentate on on uh, on Raw, and it sounded like it went very well. So good for her. Um, sorry, it's playing an ad for some reason. All right, we're going to move on. We're moving okay, on. So it, uh, Renee said, God, it's brutal. She said, what a true piece of sweltering hot garbage. <laughs> You're an angel too good for this earth. He'd be lucky if you gave him the time of day, which you would, because you're also a great person. Let's yeah. set better examples. Yeah, he got fucking eviscerated yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Beth Phoenix said, I'm sorry, but this makes me sick. Eric Bischoff said, uh, you have a new fan. <laughs> Eric Bischoff <laughs> fucking hates Dave Meltzer. That was the podcast I was referencing. And actually, um, Bruce Pritchard hates him, too. He says, fuck Dave Meltzer on it. He actually has a shirt that says FDM on it. So. <laughs> um ember moon said get him girl you're beautiful inside and out and always have been man can't believe this is even a topic of uh, this can't believe this is even a topic of um conversation seth rollins said negative six stars (laughs) oh my god but yeah basically like what he said was it's he said um i thought the iconics had a cool act in nxt and on the main roster i don't get that a thing out of them i don't think their promos are particularly good their wrestling isn't good i think they even like peyton royce's transformation to look more attractive i don't know i don't know what to say but i don't think that and then the person he was with said so they were more attractive in nxt and he said i thought so yes to me yes i would say so but that's neither here nor there and the other guy said no one's saying she's unattractive by the way everybody and he says i know no shit i guess yeah i didn't say that at all she doesn't stand out to me when she was in x when she was in nxt she did she was a lot lighter yikes he's like yeah i didn't say that but also i said that yeah that sounds like dave anyway moving on calvin uh there have been there's been rumors that oscar is unhappy and is looking to get a release uh should she leave or write it out and hopefully get a title run by wrestlemania um uh, i don't think she should leave i mean i i i get it she was she didn't lose in her entire run in nxt and then she didn't lose 
on the main roster for a decent amount of time either. And then when she, they finally could have put a belt on her, it just didn't happen. You know, the three They times. had her lose at WrestleMania. Yeah, and then she, you know, lost a couple of other times. I mean, I could see being upset, but uh, I don't know. Should she leave? I don't think they had an idea of what they were going to do with her. They just, like, put her up there. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what she would, uh, what she would do, what she should do. I mean... I guess she could leave and then just go back to Japan, but it's kind of like, eh, whatever makes you happy, I guess. Whatever makes you happy. Calvin also says the NWA title is being defended at All In, which is Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. Um, is the NWA going to have a resurgence, or is it a dead promotion on life support? Thanks to awesome guys like Nick Aldis. Uh, I agree. Nick Aldis seems like a like a cool dude. Um, I don't know. It, uh, I mean, let's give it a chance here because we know that Billy Corgan purchased the company and is running it. So, I mean, let's give it a chance here at least. Let's see if we can do some stuff here before. I mean, it is dead in the water. I will say that, but you know, hey, so was ECW and they brought it back for a little while. So I don't know. Uh, predictions for the PWI. 500 top 10 i predict i'm not going to give you a top 10 i predict i'm just going to be pissed off either way i think is what (laughs) john you're like that's not really much of a prediction you find something to be pissed off about regularly that is my prediction i will be pissed off or it'll be kenny omega i mean it'll be kenny omega or okada i'll say that right now and that's really really all i got all i got on that um this is great Jim Ross said on his podcast that Big Cass and Enzo should get back together and head to Impact. How bad of a damn idea is this? It's technically not that bad of an idea. Uh, it, I think uh, Holland said it would make them more entertaining, but also Enzo uh, said he never wants to come back to wrestling, which is great because he fucking which sucks at it. Which is not true it. because he's signed. He, he's working at a wrestling event. He I is? literally just saw a poster for a wrestling event with Enzo on it. Wow. Yes. Well, I don't know anymore then. I don't know anymore, but whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? They suck. Um, He's working an event like with fucking Austin Aries. Oh, good God. <laughs> good God. Uh, Nick asks, uh, this is a great question. I mean, I don't think any question will top Nick's greatest question of all time. <laughs> um. But anyway, this one's pretty good. A kindly wizard approaches you and offers to swap two wrestlers, one from the past for one from the present. Who do you choose? And he says this is a roundabout way of saying, I think Lana would be a hit in 2001. And that 2001, Dean Malenko would own Bones in 2018. He's right. Marianne, what do you what do you think about here? He's totally right. And also somebody said... Who was it? Oh, it was um, fucking Ben from Last Podcast on the Left fucking like royally insulted Dean Malenko and I got really mad. Oh, yeah. I was really fucking pissed off when he said he's like, he's yeah. the nickname was the Iceman. He was just boring. And I was like, yeah, fuck I you. I heard, that. I heard that and I got so mad just like for you. Yeah, I was very upset. <laughs> um, Man, who uh, would I pluck out of the past and bring into today? That is... This is a hard question, Marianne. This is a very hard question. Because you'd have to trade them and bring them to the same year. 
Do you have anyone that you uh, you think? Do you have any? I don't fuck with time travel unless it's in Chikara. Wow. Well, fair enough. Let's see. Who would I? I mean, for me, Malenko's a good one. It's like a really good one. I would probably say, oh boy, this is hard. This is a great question. And I, I'm, I think well, Ultimo. Why didn't you think about it more? I think Ultimo Dragon, let's say like 90, 98, 99, maybe 97 Ultimo Dragon. I would transport him into today. I think. Good lord, he would have some fucking amazing matches. And who would I transport back to take his place? I said, what, 97, 98? Who do I think would be a great wrestler in that time? That's hard. That is hard. Like I'm t- still laughing at Nick's best question. Like, oh, it no. just came through my head again, and I'm laughing again. That's a great, that's a great question. I mean, I know Ultimo Dragon from 97, I would bring forward, and if I could put a wrestler back into 97 from today, man, I don't know. It's kind of like, who would I do do that to, and how would they be misused in either company they were put in? Who would I send back to the greatest era of music? You know what? I would send Bray Wyatt back to that era. Because <laughs> who the fuck cares? Because why not? I, I mean, I would love to see him... I mean, if you think about it, it'd be great to see him wrestle like 97 or be side by side with The Undertaker in this era. I think that would be cool. And it'd be even cool to see him like wrestle Sting. I think that would be awesome. Um, I mean, he could have even fought Hogan at one point. Why are we talking about Bray Wyatt? I don't know. I just he popped up on my feet, I think. Nope, that's not him. Unfortunate. It's handsome. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, there we go. That's what I... Uh, Mike asked, uh, does the Fed's straightforward presentation of tournaments squash the individuality of the competitors? He gives two progress mainstays uh, examples when Roy Johnson does his raps. Body guy, yeah. <laughs> and when Zach Gibson does his pre-match promos. Um, I think yes. it does. I think it does. It does. It completely does. I mean, we know... People who don't watch Progress or any, you know, indie wrestling, they don't know why everyone's so mad at Zach Gibson. It's because he hasn't cut a 20-minute long promo before his match. So, I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, we will see if the Mae Young Classic um, suffocates any of these ladies' personalities. We'll see. I mean, I feel like it probably does because there's some people that have, like, Ayla Dawn is fucking fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like they probably fucked that one up a little bit. Well, I mean, we, we will find out in a couple of weeks here. Um, Mike also asks, which part of All In are you looking forward to the most? I And God, I hope this fucking happens. I hope to see Stephen Amell from Arrow tell CM Punk that he has failed this city and then hit him with a Falcon Arrow. Um, fuck yes. <laughs> um also um i'm gonna take a firm stance right here and say fuck cm punk i am fucking over it this shit is insane and uh please don't come back to wrestling we don't want you anymore we don't need you here but if you do i'd probably be excited but also at, at this point in time fuck you i have a question marianne yes 
Uh, does the taping of tournaments so far in advance make you want to watch them more or less? Less. I agree, because every time they tape the May Young Classic seven years before it's actually going to air, I just get, I'm like, ugh, we couldn't, we couldn't do this live. I don't live. like that because you get so many spoilers. It, it honestly makes absolutely no sense, because I'm pretty sure they've filmed up to who's going to the, uh, the finals, I think. So yeah, it's like, sure why couldn't they, they and I, I feel like they did it over two days. What is, why couldn't they have done that live? Why do we have to, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I guess travel schedule and shit like that, but whatever. Look, man, I don't know. If they can knock Bola out in three days. Well, I mean, that's different. It's not, ta- you know, it's not taped. And also, <laughs> I don't think we should use PWG for releasing anything as an example it takes them 17 years to release anything they don't even have a fucking streaming service i mean they have high spots but that doesn't really count no, it doesn't. pwg i can't wait to see you i'm so excited really yeah I, am. <laughs> I think it'll be fun you'll get to see me too i will you're going to nights two and three yes and uh i'm going to all three i'm very excited should be a good time that's coming up. I still have to land a fucking um, black pleather jacket. I had one ordered from Poshmark, and the person still hasn't sent it, and it's been more than a week. Oh, and I shit. A, a black pleather vest that has, like, studs on the shoulders, which is pretty easy to find. Right. And I found a perfect one on Poshmark, and this bitch hasn't sent it. And I'm like, how am I supposed to What is happening? And why does Chris Brooks have to have such complicated appliques on his outfits? I have no idea. He's not TJ Perkins, though, who has the most difficult gear of any wrestler I can think of. (laughs) I keep saying, I'll cosplay you, dude. Send me some of your old gear. (laughs) Because I'm not fucking trying to make (laughs) any of your, like, no, 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 no. I refuse. I don't like you that much. There you go. All right. So. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moon Salt, and you can follow John on Twitter at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. And, we need uh, a new design, help. We do need a new design. We decided to stick with the theme song, people. It's a happening. It's a banger. Can't change a banger. I mean, or you a could. Mash. Or a mash. Uh, support TTR and all the other podcasts of the Night of the Living Geek Network. Uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. I uh, minimized these a little bit. That's really all we got. Huge shout out to all of our Patreons. We love you guys. You guys are great. So join us. Yes, all y'all. Join us again next week uh, where we talk about, I assume we will talk about uh, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver unless I randomly make someone record with me before then. Anyway. We'll talk about probably APW just as a brief thing because I will be going to APW tomorrow night. There will be some PWG regulars there. See my two scummy dads and I'm really excited to see my two scummy dads. Spend some scummy me time oh boy well, all right then there's only one thing left to do marianne so if you will ring the bell this has been a night of the living geeks production 
For more information and content, visit notlg.com.